This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Before we get into today's episode, we would like to acknowledge and pay respects to the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation who are the traditional owners of this land. We pay our deepest respects to the elders past and present and to the next generation who we hope to create a different future for. The best career advice that you are not getting is to invest. Hello and welcome to Your In Good Company, a podcast that makes investing accessible for everyone. I am Maddie Guest and as always I'm in some very good company with my co-host Sophie Dicker. How are you Mads? Do you like our new little setup? I love it. got today. You have recently moved house and we have set ourselves up in your house and it's stunning. I know. I I really like it. I said to Sam like um, the spare bedroom's becoming a podcast studio. <laughs> studio like, now. He's like, I didn't sign up for this stuff, but fine. <laughs> hey, that's a de facto relationship for you. That's what a relationship's all about, compromise. <laughs> um, but how's your week been? Today's a Saturday morning for context yes. when we're recording. Lovely Saturday morning in Melbourne. My week has been really good, thank you. I have actually been listening to a lot of Flex and Frooms, the oh, yeah, podcast. Fun. Been getting really into it. And the other day Flex was talking about a... Um, like a personality test that you can do on this app that has lots of different personality tests. Anyway, naturally I downloaded it. Yeah. I've forgotten right now what it was called, so don't come at me. But um, you're going to laugh at this. I did this personality test and it told me what my three most annoying like habits are. Okay. Okay, so number one is burning yourself out. Standard. Yeah, okay. You're at, what are you? You're an Aries. They say that Aries always burn the candle at both ends. As are you. No, I know, but you oh. told me once that that's what Aries do. No, yeah. I'm not saying yeah, yeah. I feel like this is why we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Number two is doesn't understand that nothing good happens after 2 a.m. <laughs> Yes, you like to stay out. And number three is always signing up for extracurriculars. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was like, this personality test knows me. That was funny when we were at FinFest at one point. I think it was like 11 o'clock. Mind you, we'd been going since 9 a.m., like hype girling. And I said to Mads, I'm like, I have to tap out. And she's like, no, like I'm going to karaoke. (laughs) I'm like, I'm out. I'm going home. Yeah. Can't help it. Can't help it. So I messaged you during the week and I was like, we're talking about what content we kind of wanted to produce this week. And I said that we've been hearing a lot about um, cybersecurity, especially in Australia. We've had a couple of different cybersecurity threats, attacks um, happening to some big companies like Medibank and Optus. Mm. And kind of tying into that last week or the week before we were speaking about like industries that are at an inflection point and we kind of mentioned Mm. cybersecurity as well so I thought as a total novice because I really feel like I don't know a lot about the cybersecurity space like maybe we should unpack it and talk about what's happening and like is there an investment opportunity there yeah well probably a good time to say not financial advice as always just two girls chatting about finance because I also don't know anything about the cybersecurity space but I thought this was a really good idea because it was a classic or perfect example of us going about our daily lives and 
I guess, sort of noticing or identifying quite a big trend going on around us and actually having a think about, okay, is this something that is an opportunity to invest in? Yeah, so a little recap in the Australian landscape. We have recently <laughs> had Optus, which is one of our bigger like telecom providers, be hacked and it affected up to 9.8 million Australians, myself included. Really? I thought <laughs> yeah. you were Vodafone. I'm Vodafone with my phone, but uh, internet with Optus. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, that. so I got a little email being like, hey want a new driver's license yeah, and I right. was like yeah because also because <laughs> yeah well because we have a friend which I'll keep really short but we have a friend who um has been hacked and is now owing like thirty thousand dollars to the oh gosh, ATO I so I was like Trauma. I'm I'm just gonna get a new driver's license I'm just yeah. gonna take the conservative route but pretty much a lot of that data has been I guess taken mm. and I don't know they don't know exactly what's happening with it it's still under investigation yeah but the other one is Medibank yeah well I mean before we move on Optus was the biggest hack in Australian history wow pretty pretty scary and they also people that talk about it say it's so funny because this person who has hacked it has been like I would like one million dollars and they're like mate ask for more yeah they're like one million dollars in 2022 like are you are you serious (laughs) so like you said the next big one has been Medibank um and they actually released a statement saying that all customers' data has been accessed by criminals. Yeah. Every single one. And Ugh. I saw that they actually, some of that data was like sold overseas already. And I think just like the um, issue with that is that you can get into trouble with like your bank and your money yeah. being stolen, your identity. As we said, our friend has $30,000 <laughs> owing to the ATO. <laughs> so I think people are just a little bit nervous because it's like your data, your very personal data that's yeah. been taken. Medibank as well as a health insurer, like they have very private information True. about you which is like can affect I mean I don't know how they'd use it necessarily yeah but it's like oh you get your teeth you have to go to the dentist a lot <laughs> well it's just kind of thing you don't want yeah you don't want in the public sphere uh Optus isn't listed but Medibank is and their share price fell over 20 percent on wow. the news of the hack yeah and another one last one I thought was funny was um Vinomofo <laughs> not funny but I was like, what would they do with my wine preferences? Yeah. They'd be like, I think almost they'd be like, we don't want to take this woman's money because we know she doesn't have any money. <laughs> then look at how much she spends on she wine. Spends five, she buys $5 yeah. bottles of wine. Like, I feel like I'd be safe there, but there'd be others that wouldn't be, you know? I did laugh when I saw you put that in. What, do you want to give everyone a brief background very quickly? What actually is Vino Mofo? So Vino Mofo is like an app where you can order wine through yeah you can also rate wine and like give your opinion and review it and whatever else (laughs) so i'm reviewing the aldi wine like yes get this (laughs) yeah that bottle what was it called lemuel (laughs) very important anyway so i thought we'd do a bit of a the what the why and then jump into a couple of etfs that we have been researching in the cybersecurity space that we can give some pros and cons about Nice. Before we do jump into it, I thought like I'd read you out some cyber facts. Okay. And I just want to get like your reaction to them. You wrote in our doc, Maddie, don't read this website, smiley face. So I haven't read the website. I was going to say, did you read the website? <laughs> Look, I feel like I probably wouldn't have if you hadn't put it in and that made me really want to read it, but I didn't. Okay. So how often do you think there is a cyber attack globally? Oh, okay. So I was actually looking this up this morning. It's like every three seconds or something. Every 39 seconds. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> that's still, Sorry. But that's a lot. Yeah. And over this whole episode, like, 
that's people hacking yeah. all the time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We should, we should do a little ding in 39 seconds and it's like another hack, another hack. <laughs> that would be very annoying. That'd be so annoying. <laughs> okay. What percentage of cyber attacks target small businesses? So like your mum and dad oh. that don't have a lot of cybersecurity protection. Interesting. Cause they're possibly likely to have less data, but easy wins for the, for the hackers. So I reckon 80%. Ooh. Have that, 43%. Uh. <laughs> Still pretty big though. But also like less payoff. Also, I think the hackers, when they're hacking, do it to like sell the data, right? So I guess they're going to get a lot less money for like small business data. Yeah, but maybe if there's more hacks of small True. businesses, you accumulate. Anyway, yeah. since COVID-19, what is the increase of reported cyber crimes? Oh, it'd be big, I reckon. Everyone working from home, less protection. Would we go like an 100% increase? We're talking 300%. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. <laughs> Scary stuff. Guys, these are the fun facts you can bring yeah. out of a party next week. <laughs> okay, I'll only do one more and then we'll move on. What is the average share price fall after Ooh. a data breach of a public company, obviously? Oh, that's a very good one. 10%. A little bit lower, 7.27%. Yeah. Okay. Very specific. But that's still a lot. Yeah, Like it if is. you put in $100 and then it falls 7% and you're at 93, is that right? Yeah. Is that good math? Yeah. We're close. I think that's a lot just for yeah. cyber attacks and how frequently they do happen. And so. obviously it very much depends on the level of the breach as well. Like we saw Medibank drop 20% the other day. Yeah. Insane. Anyway, so we both said at the beginning that this is an industry we really don't know a lot about and now we did it, we're doing an episode on it. So where did you start your research for like what cybersecurity is? Yes. So I think going right back to basics, it was kind of like first point of call was figuring out literally what cybersecurity means and I guess what it encompasses in the term, trying to get a bit of a broader understanding about like the industry itself. So I, the first thing I literally did was type (laughs) cybersecurity into my Spotify Ah. Um, came across a great podcast called Cybersecurity Simplified. Nice. Would recommend. So listen to a few episodes of that. That sort of gave me a nice overview. So what is cybersecurity? So the thing that the podcast really taught me was cybersecurity is a practice and not a product. Yes. I like it. So the idea is that the bad guys are out there and they are doing everything that they can to get your data. So cybersecurity is actually the, I guess, act of continually protecting those assets that hackers might want to get at. And it depends on what industry you're in. So if it's banking, it'd be financial records. If it's government, it might be classified programs. If it's healthcare, patient information. Yeah, and I think that's interesting because when you think about businesses and businesses you're investing in, like if they have the mind frame, they've got to continually look after their cybersecurity space, practice good practices. And it's not just like, buying something off the shelf and like make like hoping that it works because cybersecurity is like continually evolving. Yeah, I think what it got me thinking about more than I ever had previously was how much it comes down to actually the people and the leadership. Like it's so important for people in a company to set the tone about this stuff because you really can't buy a random product yeah. and set it up and think that you're protected because yeah. you have got like some of the smartest people in the world continually trying to break down your walls and get your information. And I'll give a good example of that. Mm. I used to work at a company that was very um, tech heavy focused and it was my first like real job, like working nine to five. Go girl. <laughs> Go girl. And um, brilliant company. And 
like day dot it was like cybersecurity was ingrained in us because mm. i mean they work in that space as well yeah. but we're talking like can't leave your computer open even though you're working on the floor we've got different colored badges so people know which level you're allowed right. on like we're talking like security screens even when yeah. i'm like even at work like working like and that was really ingrained by the people, like mm. the people that I worked with every day. It was like, oh, why aren't you doing that? Why aren't you doing that? Why aren't you doing that? So I feel like cybersecurity as a practice is like, yes, you've got products to help you, but if you have people that are like leading it yeah. almost. And then in contrast with other workplaces I've been at, you can really tell that like where like it's ingrained and where yeah. it's not. And it does come down to the people. Completely agree. The other thing that I did was I literally typed cybersecurity into Google, but then hit the news tab yeah. and had a read of articles and things that have come up recently. And I feel like that's also a really good way to sort of get your head around what's going on in the industry at the moment. What are some of the key trends? So we know what cybersecurity is. It's kind of a practice to protect our data. Yeah. Why are individuals and businesses caring more about it at the moment? Well, Let's break this down. And I guess let's first think about it from like a customer perspective of these businesses. So you and I, as you know, you're an Optus customer. I think it has to come down to like the pure inconvenience. Like our friend who's having these issues with the ATO at the moment, like sitting on the phone to the ATO or to Optus or to the police for hours and trying to tell them that like my data's been hacked, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh my gosh, I do not have time for that. She told me the other day, because we work together, she said, like, she calls them every Monday to get a status update. And she oh. says she, like, never gets through. And I'm like, just piece of advice. And it's totally unsolicited. Maybe <laughs> try call them not on a Monday and you might get a better result because you've probably got some really grumpy people. Like, you know, uh, Monday's a bad day to get yeah. people sometimes. And she's, like, made, like, a weekly call on Monday. <laughs> I love it. But gosh, that's a, like that life admin is just something that you don't need in your life. Yeah. And pure inconvenience. But then the other thing would be like, you know, say if your bank is hacked and mm. your money being taken, like that's a massive thing that affects people. It's you like know? that time that I thought my um, bank, my bank account had been hacked and someone was um, charging Netflix to my account. Yeah. Do I remember this? It and was I you. spent <laughs> so long on the phone, on the phone to Westpac to get them to reverse the charges. And I was like, it's hacking. And they're like, it's not and I'm like no no it is over an hour in I realized it was me and I was like I've gone too far (laughs) I've gone too far I have to stick with this yeah so I think like consumers are becoming more aware of it as we use more technology there's more like potential for infiltration etc and everything's connected these days so I'll tell you one thing that I've been thinking about so much lately be real why prime for hackers so many people take be reels but like why would they and you what can would they see hack? your computer screen at work oh no i literally every time i do a be real i shut all my tabs. oh no same because i'm like so scared of it but i'm like True. so many people post like i actually am just waiting for like a firm wide email or something being like now we know you all love be real but true <laughs> and i'm i'm such a nosy nelly so obviously if people have got their screens on I <laughs> so do i that's what i mean that's what i mean yeah. so i would love to hear from the listeners if your company has sent out an email about be real. asking you to make sure that you're not posting your like work on your laptop on be real so individuals care about it we care about it because it can affect us we can lose money lose yeah. our identity to a point why are companies caring about it more and more so i guess the major overview is like there are financial implications so literally like 
company, sorry, hackers stealing your money. There are legal implications having to go to court if it's a major hack. It's probably something that Optus and Medibank are both dealing with at the moment. Resources, like you have to spend time and money dealing with the problems. Loss of customer trust, which is a really big one. And I think we should go into that a little bit more in a second. And reputational damage, which I think sort of links into that. Yeah. Like, for example, like really quickly, like I look at Medibank now and I'm like, do I want to be a part of their health insurance community? No. Mm. Like, it's so simple. And so like that whole loss of trust and reputational damage is so quick. And it's over like one thing. Completely. I think the best example of that is 56% of current Optus customers are considering changing telcos 56 percent it's a lot and 10 percent have already changed as a result of the hack yeah like i changed from optus not because of the hack but because i moved house and this Mm. the house i'm in now we already had an internet plan (laughs) but like on the phone it was so hard to cancel they were like do you really want to leave and i'm like yes guys like are you seriously asking me this i mean it actually wasn't for that reason enough yeah (laughs) i'm like i had to change my identity no i'm joking i think something else that was super interesting was um pwc did a study where they actually asked company executives how is your cybersecurity budget changing in 2022 and i think this is what really ties into for me the starting to build an investment case for this area 25% of executives said that they were increasing their budget by 6 to 10%, which is up from just 22% last year. So more people are increasing their budget by 6 to 10%. And then 26% of executives said they're increasing their budget by more than 10%. And that's up from 8% last year. Yeah, I think like that comes into our argument of like the inflection point. So if you Mm. haven't listened to the previous week's episode, we talk about like, yeah, we just talk about like when there's like certain factors or tailwinds that are coming together one of them is when you've got money spent so yeah. in this case we've got companies looking to spend money in cybersecurity, so the money's being pumped into the space that way but also governments mm. like our recent federal budget they are pumping an extra like 45 million dollars into this space and that goes to like people that are or companies that are getting grants or like yeah. trying to up their cybersecurity. so it's just like when you look at it from the perspective of where's the money coming from it's the big dogs it's the companies and the governments yeah so if money is being pumped into the space it's likely a space to grow completely where did you get your info i also um googled (laughs) cybersecurity on spotify googled it on spotify (laughs) yeah yeah that's what i did (laughs) i used the search bar on spotify okay (laughs) so you searched for it yeah i searched for it on spotify god we're the same person um (laughs) no but i was actually driving home from the long weekend and i was like can't research so i was just listening to some stuff and i also chatted to a couple of people who i used to work with um, who i was saying that we worked at a kind of tech company really into it just to like get some of their thoughts no detailed like what is cybersecurity, but just like thoughts about you know how we implement those kind of practices in the workplace i definitely learn the most when i chat to friends about this stuff like yeah i retain the most information i think when i listen to podcasts i'm like oh that's interesting and then i forget it yeah whereas if i actually talk to friends about it it stays in my brain so so i can see that you have put some sort of key trends in this space into our doc so i'm going to quiz you a little bit i want you first to tell me the key trend and then i'm going to ask you very specifically for like what actually is the investment opportunity or an example of an investment opportunity 
from that trend. Cool. What's your first trend? <laughs> first one is trends relating to cybersecurity. So um, IoT, which is Internet of Things, which oh, pretty what does much that even mean? it pretty much just means like all your devices connected. Like ah, cool. All your devices in the internet and they're all connected. So like your washing machine will be yeah. connected to your phone. You can start it when you're at work. Your right. car is connect like connected to your phone. Like a good example is like Tesla because yeah. like your key is in your phone and like got it. It's all a connection. So the trend is that us as consumers are I guess more connected than ever before which yeah. is like a potential vulnerability to cyber yes. security threats yeah okay so iot is creating new cyber security threats because we have a lot of devices that Connected. we're using yeah. yeah potential investment opportunity how are you thinking so about the way this? i thought about this was if you've got more devices you have a lot more data and that data needs to be stored somewhere so yeah. i think where i'm looking for investment opportunities like where am I personally spending my money to have my data stored? And I know it's a classic example, but like Apple, mm, like I'm same. now paying like the highest tier of cloud storage yeah. a month because I have so much bloody data. I know. I think it's our recordings on my laptop. Yeah, like seriously. laptop is always full. It's so annoying. But it's also really convenient because I have all the Apple yeah. products. So for me, it was a really quick, like, where am I spending my money? It's at Apple. Nice. But you can also look at other, you know, cloud data storage and it was a big trend over the 2020 period. A lot of these tech companies coming through we've spoken about like megaport before so yeah when i think of internet of things i think investment opportunity is cloud storage internet of things it's such a fun like internet of things yeah so fun (laughs) mate all right next trend what else are you saying targeted ransomware attacks so let's just break this down a second because ransomware is one of those words that I hear a lot and I don't actually really know what it means. I don't really know what it means either, but it's pretty <laughs> much like hackers using software to hold your information at ransom. So oh, EG, EG Medibank or Optus yeah. saying, we've got all your ransom, data, yeah, give me a million dollars. A million. Yeah. It's still so funny. <laughs> don't get me wrong. It's a lot of money, but like you could have asked for more. Okay. Investment opportunity. So <laughs> did you just sing that? No, Investment opportunity. Voice just went really high because I was like, this is where I start to really lose. I'm like, how am I going to, like, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. And to be honest, neither do really, really do I. But again, I don't try and think back to like, what our companies might be using or what we might be using. I specifically don't think I'm using anything, but I know that our company, well, for me personally, I don't know. Hackers out there. Yeah. (laughs) So he's vulnerable. But like companies will employ like firewalls and stuff like that to like stop hacks coming through. So didn't know a lot about it, but did a little bit of Googling. And there's some massive companies out there that are listed usually mainly in the US, but like one example is a company called Fortinet, which works in that space, and it's pretty much in all of the like cybersecurity ETFs. Nice. That one is listed on the NASDAQ. NASDAQ. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Another trend, I'm going to turn the tables now and see if you also came across this one. I think it's pretty basic, to be honest. Multi-factor authentication. Yeah, so MFA. Love to hate it. Hate to love it. Hate to love it. No, sure. just love to hate it. So good important but god it's painful isn't it it is and i think a lot of people have to use it like for everything now you're banking for Mm. work 
I just think straight away to places like Google and Microsoft. Like yeah. they have massive multi-factor authentication platforms. Yeah. Um, I know that I use the Microsoft one for work. Yeah. Um, and then also in that space, like I always think companies that have it, like for example, we bank with Macquarie for yeah. our podcast. That's literally Macquarie's slogan. We've, I bank with Macquarie. Yeah, I bank <laughs> with Macquarie. But it, their app is always really hard to get into if you've ever forgotten your password. Mm. There's so much like layering of multi factor authentication and sometimes I find it so frustrating but I'm like I find this so hard to get in and so it must be like really good technology question without notice when you um are like on your banking app or you're setting up a new thing online or something and you know how it gives you the option to do MFA yeah do you do you do it I do now because I have a lot of those apps already downloaded yeah and then after honestly just being more aware as a consumer about my data may as well I think I can honestly say prior to these Optus and Medibank hacks I was a no and it happened to me the other day and I was like you know what I'm gonna do it it's worth the extra two seconds that it takes for them to send you a text and you have to get your phone out to be safe nice I'm proud of you thanks any more trends? I think one last one that I've noticed or have even spoken to a lot about with friends mm. is like t- tools that you use to work remotely. Mm. Like I don't know if you have like when you work from home, you have to have a VPN connection, Yeah. which I don't really know what that even really means, but I think it's just that you go on your work's network. Yes, which is like meant to be very secure, I believe. Yeah, so I just – that was one that I'd spoken about with people. It's like – I don't know exactly where the investment opportunities are, but I've been thinking more and more like over COVID you mm. had um, companies like Zoom or Peloton go up crazily because of like the COVID trend. You need Zoom all the time. I mean, Peloton doesn't really relate to work. That's just like an exercise <laughs> bike. But like what are we still using now yeah. in the work now that things have settled in the working from home environment? And I know it's – I know I've already said it, but I always think like Microsoft. Yeah. People use Teams. Like that's how our VPNs are all like – so I just – I yeah. don't know. It's They're basic ones, but I'm like, oh, my God, I use that every day. No, I like it though because it's simplifying what could otherwise be like considered quite a complex and sort of overwhelming topic into actually, well, how does it interact – like how do I interact with it day to day and then is there an investment opportunity there? 100%. We're going to take a quick break for our sponsors, but we'll be right back to jump into the three – cybersecurity ETFs that we have looked into and we'll tell you about. (laughs) Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
So, so before the break, we talked about how we've been noticing a lot in the news recently and I guess in society more generally, a lot of our friends have been impacted, a lot of people we know have been impacted by cybersecurity. And we were talking about our process for sort of noticing this trend and actually having to think about, is this an investment opportunity and how do we sort of take that next step to learn about it, educate ourselves and determine whether it is or not. I think we're both pretty clear that this is probably an area that is a bit outside of our expertise as much as we have enjoyed learning about it. And I think one really great way, if you are still interested in it without sort of going full blown into picking individual companies to invest in as a result of your research is ETFs. Yes. Because it's a broad... (laughs) It's like a, it's a way to get broad exposure to a thematic yeah. without having to pick one company that you really back or believe in. Yeah, because I think we've always said invest in what you know. Exactly. And if you don't invest in what you know, diversify. <laughs> <laughs> so we have noted down a few different ETFs that I guess sort of give exposure to this industry as an example of different ways that you could have a look in and of course do your own research to potentially add exposure to cybersecurity to your investing portfolio. Yes. So the first one we look at is an ETF called Hack, which is by BetaShares. Yeah. Um, we actually pitched this like in our seven ETF pitch nights from like 2020. Seven ETFs for seven days of lockdown. Of lockdown. Yeah. Wow. I don't know why we did that. We were so innocent to think we were going to be in lockdown for seven days, weren't we? I know. <laughs> But Hack is a good one because it's quite broad. It tracks the cybersecurity index and it has about 35 or 37 companies in the portfolio. And I think it's a very well-known like Australian ETF. What I found interesting to note is that the top three holdings, I guess just for familiarizing yourself with some of these companies are Infosys, CrowdStrike Holdings, which I hadn't heard of, and Cisco Systems. It's also very heavily oriented into US companies. So 82% of the holdings are based in the US, 6% in India and 3.8% in Israel, which is apparently a very up and coming area in cybersecurity. Yeah, 100%. There's a lot of um, like private equity funds that are only investing in like Israeli companies. It's so, really cool. Yeah, fascinating. But we would say with this one, like if you're thinking about investing in um, a cybersecurity ETF, this one is quite concentrated. Like 35 mm. companies isn't a lot of companies compared to other broader maybe tech ETFs. Um, so I think like the pros for this is that like there's potential upside in price for the ETF just considered like that there's more risk. So obviously more risk, potentially more reward. Mm. But the cons are that again, if you're not quite across the space, it can be a little bit riskier because yeah. you're not always across the kind of information. So With risk comes reward, but also can be the other way around. Yeah. And one thing I will note as well, because I think it's good to compare as we go through, this one has a management fee of 0.67%. Nice. The second ETF is listed in the US. It is called the iShares Cybersecurity and Tech ETF. And this is iHack. So it's (laughs) I-H-A-K. And this one tracks emerging market and developed cybersecurity companies involving hardware services and other areas. That is the broadest statement. It is very broad, (laughs) I know. But this ETF gets a little bit broader. So instead of like the 35 company range, we're now sitting at the 52 Uh, types of stocks encompassing. So even though this one is cybersecurity focused, it does have a little bit more like the tech and the hardware involved in it. So it kind of broadens your risk out a a little bit. Got it. And this one also has a slightly lower management fee, 0.4%. 7% compared to the 0.67% of hack. 
And this maybe just comes with the fact that it's got more stocks involved. And as we said, there's adjacent spaces. So we've got like the cloud infrastructure with a company like VMAR, which I've never heard of. I have. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. There's one of us. VMAR. Networking, equipment, design, Jupiter, network equipment design, and also like digital document signing. So things like DocuSign uh, as well. It. So it's a little bit broader. So like we said, a pro for this one is slightly greater diversification, but a con is that it has performed historically slightly worse than some of the other US listed ones. And that's probably, again, by nature of having more companies in it. Exactly. And then the final one, this one's actually a lot broader and it's more of a technology ETF that has the cyber aspect, but I thought it would be a good one to bring into the conversation because... I know we've harped on about it, but we don't know a lot about this space. So if you really don't feel comfortable being like 50 companies in the cybersecurity space, maybe you want to go a little bit of a broader technology one. So this one's called the Vanguard Information Technology ETF, and it's got some serious life to it. It was founded in 1976. So it's so much, that's a little bit of long life. Well, for a technology, you know, cybersecurity space, I was kind of shocked by it, to be honest. (laughs) So this one encompasses cybersecurity as technology companies have developed, but it also has other trends like cloud computing and semiconductor designs. Yeah, and it has 359 companies encompassed within the ETF. So now we're talking big, 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 big. And it's actually had a really good annual return of about 13% a year, which is, you know, above the average. So diversified, heavily diversified, but across lots of sectors. So it's not just specific to the cybersecurity and what's happening there. Great. So I guess that is how we would go from like identifying a trend, chatting to our friends about it, noticing things going on around us to, I guess, learning about a new area and then potentially sort of kickstarting that research process into different ways that you can invest in the thematic. Yeah. And I really think with one like this, like, I don't know, I don't think I'd ever put my money into a single stock with cybersecurity. Mm. Like, would you? Don't know enough about it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel right like – and our producer, Sasha, was speaking to her the other day and she made a really good point of um, saying that she was speaking to a friend who's in the cybersecurity space and mm. she had invested in an ETF in the space and then was speaking to them about it and she was like, oh, my God. Like every time I speak to you, you've got brand new information. There's a new yeah. trend. There's something happening. So she felt like good about being in the ETF, but then was also like, it just changes so often. Yeah. That like if she tried to invest in something singly, even if he told her what to do or like, you know, got information or like researched with him, like in a year's time, it could be completely different. Completely agree. So, so if you talked earlier about how you were Googling on Spotify, which I think is just the perfect segue to <laughs> our recommendations, what have you got for me this week? So the first one is, um, one to do with cybersecurity if you want to learn. Uh, it's the How I Built This episode with the Cisco about Cisco oh, Systems. Such a good episode. Yeah, I feel like I sent you that like July. Years it was ago. July last year because yeah. I remember I was away and um, it was just about how it has, was built up and then how the founders were kicked out of the company. Story. You know the little Cisco, if anyone's ever seen it, it's like it looks like a little bridge. It's meant to be the San Francisco Bridge, ah. which is cool. Um, but yeah, have a listen to that one. And then the other one that I've got, which is non-investing related, is um, people probably have heard about this before, but I'd never heard of it, the Huberman Lab. I had friends down from London last week and one of the girls recommended the Huberman Lab to me and it's just like two-hour episodes. They're really long but all sorts of different like wellness, self-help kind of topics. Interesting. And like have really been enjoying them. Only get through like half an hour at a time. Yeah. But yeah, that's my two recommendations. 
I, this week, am recommending an article that my housemate sent me. It is called How Thinking About Future You Can Build a Happier Life. It was super interesting. The concept is basically like if you imagine two circles, how much the two circles cross over can be indicative of potentially how happy you are. So one circle is your current self. The other circle is your future self. Some people are very like highly correlated. So it's like you can really see what your future looks like. And the result of that is that if you can visualize it clearly, you're much more likely to exercise more because you're more connected to your future self. You're more likely to save more money or invest more money or be more financially responsible because you're more connected to your future self. Wow. Versus if you don't see that person at all, you're much, you're more inclined to behave erratically, be more spontaneous and, you know, spend money in things that don't necessarily align with who you want to be in the future and things like that. Do you get it? Yeah, it's interesting. I've never really thought about my future self, to be honest, but then I also do think that I do a lot for my future self. Yeah. It sent me into a bit of an existential crisis. I'm not oh, going to lie. This always happens. <laughs> you read articles and then you, oh God. Well, I just can't even see what my life looks like in six months, to be honest. Um, yeah. But it really did get me thinking. And one thing that he suggested I do, which is a bit of a shameless plug from him, but I'll share it with you anyway, because I am going to do it, is there's this product called Future Me, which is where he actually works, lol. Yeah. Um, but it's basically like you can go online or download the app and you can write letters to your future self. And it's just a way of getting yourself cool. thinking about, I guess, what your you want future in the future self and what you want. And you can set like time so that they come back to you in the future, which I thought was a really cute idea. It's like that classic time. What do we used to call it? I feel like we did them at school. Time warp or like time capsules. Time capsules. Yeah. Very cute. Are we ever, we're never going to say that again. Yeah. Weird. What happened to those? I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) Anywho, I think that brings us to the end of our cybersecurity episode. Hope you've enjoyed or learned something new today. We've done a lot of learning this week. (laughs) But if you want to join us on any of our social platforms, you can find us YIGC podcast on Instagram. Just make sure it's not like YIGS podcast. We've got lots of scammers at the moment. No underscores either. Yeah, no underscores. Please block and report, report first and then block. Maddie, what's our Facebook? YGC Investing Podcast Discussion Group. And if you enjoy this episode, we would love if you take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram or send it on to a friend who you think might enjoy too. We love doing this. We work very hard and it's the best way for us to grow. We are such hard workers. We are. (laughs) I love it. Well, thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you next week. Bye. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.